Welcome to Game of Books Podcast. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. And I'm Christy in South Florida. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and mystery through interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors. And our virtual book club. And even our fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us on today's adventure. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Stacy Green. Yes, I loved her book, Girls in the Snow, which is set up in your area, Kathy. And I imagine Girls in the Snow is a common scene at your home over the years. Um, (laughs) Is that snow I see outside your window there? Yes, it is. You can see it in the trees. I'm sure Stacy has some in Iowa as well. <laughs> um, and you're right. Uh, we are often playing in the snow because you have to make the best of it. Um, but don't get that confused with um, Stacy's <laughs> dark thriller with FBI agent Nikki Hunt. Not the same right. kind of snow activity. Right, right. I get you. I get you. It's not at all similar. Um, but before we go into the, all the talking about fiction, Kathy, why don't you tell us a little bit about our author today. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to. Stacy is the best-selling author of many, well over a dozen award-winning novels and short stories. The Girls in the Snow, which is right here, I'll hold it up, uh, became an immediate Amazon, iBooks, and Kobo bestseller. The second book in the Nikki Hunt series is called One Perfect Grave, and it is available for pre-order right now, and it releases in February of um, this next year, yeah. and that's so exciting, and she also has some really exciting news. She has um, a previous novel from 2017 called Killing Jane, and it has been optioned for television by a major production team. Um, All Good Deeds, another one of her novels, um, the first in the Lucy Kendall series, won a bronze medal for mystery and thriller at the 2015 IPPY Awards, which we'll ask Stacey about. <laughs> um, just lots and lots. Uh, another one that you need to know about, Tin God, which is a Delta Crossroads, the first in that series was runner-up for Best Mystery and Thriller at the 2013 Kindle Book Awards. So Stacy has been winning the awards and writing the books. Sounds like it. Yes. Um, she loves thrillers and crime fiction, and she's always looking for her next dark and twisted novel to enjoy. She started <laughs> her career in journalism before staying at home uh, to be a mom, most more important job, ever and rediscovering her love of writing. She lives in Iowa in my neighborhood, as you say, with her husband and daughter and two spoiled fur babies that we were just talking about. (laughs) So Stacy, welcome. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, before we get started on anything really important, let's talk about the big thing, wine. (laughs) Yeah, always. All right. Well, Stacey, you suggested a Pinot Grigio. So I went to the store here in South Florida and (laughs) I found this bottle that just jumped out at me. It's, um, it's so pretty. It's blue, but it has sparkling around the top and the label is white in the middle with sparkles and it has like a sparkly moon on it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's Gemma de Luna, wine Pinot Grigio from Italy and it reminded me of you know snow (laughs) so I said this is perfect it looks like it's like a snowy day so it's very um, pretty 
It is unfortunately a very i got it here in south florida but you guys couldn't find it up yeah, there apparently up in midwestern country we don't have it around yeah. here yeah that was a bummer but but you all are enjoying um pinot grigio so that's good mm -hmm. and and this one is um this i looked at their website and they have something like an ad campaign that says what's your gemma moment <laughs> this nice. is our gemma moment <laughs> Nice. It's a conversation, but it's, it's really good though. It is a fruity wine. It's oh, white peach and mango taffy with oh, an elegant nice. plush fruit mango flavors nice. and sweet yogurt, which I'm not sure what that means. Mm. <laughs> Lime zest and underripe strawberry. So it's a little tart, but it's mm. good. Sorry. Like so are you, you guys enjoying <laughs> your wine, right? Yes. We're both having a Pinot Grigio too. Yes. I'm having an Echo Damani. Which one are you having, Stacey? Uh, the Sant, uh, Santa Margarita. Mm. Yes. It's very good. This is the first time I tried it. It's good. It's very good. I've had that one before too. Well, good, good. So we're, we're lubricated now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am so excited to talk to another Midwestern writer. We've, we've had this great um, track record this year of talking to writers from California and often we'll talk to writers from Florida because that's where Christy's from. Right. So I'm so happy to talk to you, another neighbor. Yeah, I'm in South definitely. Dakota, and she's over in Iowa. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious. I, I loved the book, Stacy. Thank I you. Absolutely loved. It's set in Stillwater, Minnesota, which is one of my favorite towns. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so I was really curious about your choice for the setting because it is the story is inspired by a, a horrific um, crime that took place in Iowa. I remember. Um, I think uh, us Midwesterners yeah. hear about each other's, yeah. you know, terrible woes. Mm -hmm. um, so I was curious, how did you go about picking your setting? Well, um, my closest friends, uh, who are really more like family, they live up in South St. Paul. Mm. So I, well, before COVID, uh, <laughs> I went up there a lot and we've, you know, we've gone to Stillwater and I had actually a book that I shelved a few years ago. I was going to set Stillwater and, we went all around. It was it was summer, so it was so pretty. We mm. went around, looked at all the Victorians, and of course, we went antique shopping. We've done that several times, and it's just such a picturesque little town. And I know that you know small towns seem to be kind of where it's at for readers. Um, readers, they seem to feel more connection with a small town. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that, and my publisher mentioned that, and. Stillwater seemed like the perfect place because it is technically small. Yeah. Uh, my my friend's husband, he actually went to Stillwater High School. Oh. Yeah. So, so you had an and, inside connection a little yeah. bit. Right. <laughs> and Stillwater High School actually is still like the high school for several counties around there. So it's kind of crazy because it's only like 30, 45 minutes from the Twin Cities, but it does feel like, you know, you're away and it feels mm -hmm. rural and it's just very pretty. And it's cold. Yeah. It is cold. <laughs> it's always a great setting. So yeah, I'm glad I, I chose that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it because I, I have spent time in Stillwater and I mm -hmm. thought you did such a good job of capturing that small town that especially with these characters that are, um, they went to, a lot of them went to school, like you say, mm -hmm. high school in a small town and then maybe have gone away and some haven't. And it's, I thought it was such an interesting take where, um, you know, Nikki Hunt, who is this great protagonist, um, is aware of change, but 
the sameness in that small town. I thought it was great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I grew up in a small town, Southeast Iowa, much smaller actually than Stillwater. So I'm very familiar with the, uh, with the, I guess, politics or, Mm -hmm. you know, the way, the way things work. Um, I was born in Indiana and we would go back to Indianapolis for Thanksgiving and I, and, and Christmas. And I can remember every time we went, it had gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and it just kept branching out because they, they were, uh, lived in Greenwood. So I kind of always thought about that, what it, you know, what it would be like to go back to your hometown and see it look completely different. Um, my hometown does not. So (laughs) pretty much the same. Okay. So I, Nikki Hunt is a pretty kick-ass protagonist. Thank you. Yeah, we <laughs> liked her. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed her. And I, um, you've written many protagonists. We'll, we'll talk about numbers here in a little while, <laughs> the amount of, of novels you've written. But where did Nikki, like, where was the germ for her? Like, where'd she come from in your mind? Um, well, I'm going to be honest. I, uh, this past summer, I was trying to decide what I really wanted to write and, you know, just with some things that had happened and the book couture editor, Jennifer, who's fantastic. She contacted me for, I think the third time since 2016, asking if I had anything new. And I honestly, I was starting to think about stopping writing. Um, so it was very kind of serendipitous and wow, you know, I've always wanted to do an FBI profiler, but I kind of, it almost becomes cliche. So I wanted to do something a little bit different and it just was sort of a, you know, spur of the moment. This is what I've been thinking of. Um, you know, I, the lyric in Elizabeth case that you mentioned is always, um, you know, stuck in my mind. And I, I wanted, you know, a protagonist that would be, that would have a really good backstory that people could latch onto. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, my editor really helped me develop her too, which was awesome. That's, that's an awesome experience because, you know, you get feedback that is really valuable and also, you know, from a different perspective, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, book couture has been going like crazy the last several years. So it was kind of a collaborative effort, but she's kind of the voice in my head too. I've kind of come to realize that, especially actually with the second book. So, wow. so you were so you, actually contributing or considering not writing. And then the alternative was you created this awesome. Yeah. Picture. Yeah. Because as an indie, you know, you have to produce and, um, you know, my mother, uh, we lost her in 2017 and it, after a long health battle and, you know, I really didn't put anything out for like a year, year and a half. And so I was always playing catch up with the next couple of books mm-hmm. that I did put out. And I just, I couldn't hit on anything. Like I couldn't find anything that I really enjoyed. Um, and then that email came through. So mm-hmm. I knew right away that that's what I was supposed to do, which was awesome because I am take forever to make a decision and second guess myself a lot. So I can't even imagine because you're so prolific. And, and what oh. astonishes me is you said last summer, you came up with this? Say not this past summer. I'm sorry. Summer. Oh, I was like going, Oh my gosh, what did you write it in a month and then get it edited? No, no. All my, it's like ever since COVID and she's, Oh yeah. COVID doesn't even feel like we had a summer. That's true. So it was actually probably like late summer 2019. I want to say 
And so, um, yeah, we came up with it then. And then I, I came up with kind of the initial idea for the first three books, kind of what I was thinking. And it went from there. Wow. So awesome. It's a great awesome. success story. Thank you. The past week has really surprised me. I had tempered my expectations because it's very difficult. I mean, there's so many books out. There's so many great books. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to get visibility. So I was, you know, trying to focus more on the experience. Um, right. You were trying to get visibility and then this happened. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm sorry. So we're looking at a promotion on iBooks. No, we're not. We're looking at Matthew McConaughey. Is what Matthew we're looking McConaughey at. right next to the girls <laughs> yes. in the snow. Is as... that not the best thing? It was pretty awesome because I had, <laughs> you know, iBooks is always um, it's a different beast than Amazon, and the book was doing better than I expected everywhere, and so I kind of was obsessively checking the sales rank because I don't have access to to the numbers like I do as an indie and that came up and I, I might've scared my husband. I, <laughs> I, I might've screamed a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's the best thing. I, I don't know. know. You couldn't, you couldn't arrange that if you had planned it for years, no, right? No, you couldn't. Serendipity. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Christy, Definitely. go ahead. I interrupted. <laughs> no, no, that was a perfect segue into that because I was thinking that when you, right before you said it, but I was going to diverge a little bit into the Killing Jane and Aaron Prince mm. series that's been optioned and is in development for a TV series. Yeah, it's kind of been in development for a while. It's basically what it is, is there's a shopping agreement and these, these producers uh, really believe in it and they're, you know, they've been going and trying to put different packages together and, and, and pitching it. And we've had some nibbles, but to be honest, getting a TV show is like a unicorn. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like getting Matthew McConaughey pictured. Exactly. Next <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I remember my husband was so excited about it and I was too, cause it was really cool that, you know, these people thought that they can make a TV show out of the book, but you know, um, it's cool to say, but who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, it's just, right. I kind of try to put that part out of my mind and it's, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> right. I know we, we have heard from authors sometimes, it, you know, and, and our sound editor, he's a filmmaker from NYU and he keeps telling me it's hard. It's it, hard. Yeah. So. Well, and now, especially with everything, you know, for the past few years, studios don't want to take nearly as much risk which is why we're getting remakes and, and so they just remake everything yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we'll see what happens i mean if it, if it does it's just a wonderful bonus right right um chrissy i think it's a good time for us all to take a drink of wine and <laughs> ask stacy okay. the question in the bottle so stacy we have this Ooh. thing where we like to ask our guest authors um a question in the bottle maybe a question that you might get to at the end of a bottle <laughs> If you've been drinking all of the wine, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Okay, I'll preface this by saying, um, the, pretend like the pandemic isn't okay. going on. So if you could travel anywhere in the world this weekend, where oh. would you go? Oh my gosh. <laughs> one place? That's a fun one. That is um, a fun one. Probably Bali. <gasps> we talk about Bali a lot. Um, have you been? No, no, we haven't. Mm. Um, 
Bali or Bora Bora. I mean, if I could just do whatever I wanted, you know, yes. those, those would be, I'd love to just be out on the water and the warm and, and not worry about anything. I got to tell you, yeah. that's wonderful. I haven't been to Bali, but I have been to oh, Bora really? Bora, believe it or yeah, not. It's on our list. I got lucky from my ex's career as working with a cruise mm -hmm. industry and oh my gosh, I oh, could I live there. The question really is, why aren't we living there right now? Is the question <laughs> that I have for yeah. all of us. That's a good point because probably we would not be worrying about probably COVID. Not. No. That's a great answer though. That I, like a beach vacation sounds really good right now. My husband had just mentioned a, um, a couple days ago, he's like, we should think about a vacation. And I was like, why? Like, why torture ourselves? He's like, right. just hope. Like, let's think. Right. Are you into yoga or anything, um, Stacey? I should be. Uh, I'm kind of sporadic. <laughs> um, I try. Uh, I get every, I get exercise every morning with the dog, so that's <laughs> good. But um, yeah. I keep saying I need to get back to yoga what? because I have back and hip issues and all that. Mm. But as for a vacation, it, it reminded me um, September, right after I actually turned the draft of the second book in, we actually took a trip up to um, uh, northern Minnesota, and it was this private island on Antler Lake. And it was just this little island, five square miles. Mm. We had it to ourselves. Yeah. Ourselves. Oh and my god! We gosh. didn't have to worry about anything, and it was awesome. I bet it was. And yeah. that is beautiful wow. up there. It is beautiful. It was, and it was. You know, it was September twenty third, whatever. That, and so it was bit was not busy. Yeah, and. The rates were good. And like my daughter was talking about wanting to go back in June. And we're like, no way, because mm -mm. the lake is not going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, this is an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Northern Lights? That's on my bucket list. And I'm like, no, we haven't. Mm -hmm. And we need yeah. to. I have a friend from Minnesota who says that you can see him from there sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay. All, all conditions <laughs> have to be perfect, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so um, let's just segue into the next topic that we've sort of touched on, because um, this season we've been talking about all the different kinds of publishing. Mm. And on your website, you said after a brief dip <laughs> into the publishing world, you realized you were better suited to pursue your dreams of indie publishing. So can you tell us a little about your journey and what makes you better suited for well, indie publishing? I guess I should maybe update that. But um, <laughs> initially, when I finally decided to take the leap, um, I went with a small press. And, you know, I didn't really, you know, you wanted the editing. And that, that's why I decided to do a small press because I thought I would get the editing mm. um, and not and, and still be able to, you know, sell books. But the editing was not what I had hoped. Um, and I had to do much of the work myself. So, you know, I really started researching and talking to other authors and trying to figure things out. And it just seemed at the time, you know, the way to go. I mean, for me, it was an investment because, you know, I, it's a tough genre to write in. So that meant editors hiring, ed, you know, development, copy, all that sort of thing, cover artists. Um, so it was a tough go at first, but, you know, initially, really up until 2017, I loved it because I was producing books and you know, the royalty rate is much better. Um, you're in control of everything, which is 
good and sometimes bad, but, um, you know, kind of after 2016, 2017, not just my personal stuff, but Amazon ads came out and, and it's, it's become very much kind of pay to play. Mm. And I really couldn't, nor did I want to put in some of the big advertising dollars to get the visibility. Um, and I think it's much harder to start out as an indie today, unless you really are strategic about it, but it was a great experience hmm. and it helped me to learn the ins and outs and what not to do and things I would do differently and what good editing actually is and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and so now you're with Book Couture. They're like, a, they call themselves a boutique publisher. Um, they're based out of the UK. I think they started maybe five or six years ago. Um, Lisa Reagan is with them. Angie Marsons, DK Hood, uh, Rona Hassel. I mean, they've got a lot of good authors and they've sold several million books at this point. And so they, they not only have the, you know, the covers are awesome. The titles are great and they do all that. And I, that was, that's my most hated part is an indie um, is figuring that stuff out. And they know how to work the Facebook ads. They know how to, you know, they have mm. people who do that. You don't have to do that yourself. You don't have to try to figure out the analytics and which just sucks the life out of you. Activity. Oh. Um, <laughs> and just, no, I can't yeah, imagine. Really. Yeah. They know they have their stuff, uh, set up really well. They've mm -hmm. been successful. They're fantastic to work with. And I've really just been able to just write. Um, for the so how many year. books have you been with them for? This is, this is, I just turned in the second one. I oh, signed wow. for a three book series. I'm hoping that we can continue the Nikki series. Um, or, you know, they kind of usually wait to talk about that till after the third book is, is in their hands, sure. uh, which I need to mm -hmm. start uh, tomorrow, probably. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Drink the wine no today. I'm just yeah, saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it being in India is difficult, and I, I think it, it takes different things than what it did. Like, like when I started, like now authors are putting out, you know, it's Kindle Unlimited, and they're putting out a lot of books at once, and you know, there's a lot of ghostwriting, and and not not that everybody's ghostwriting, but. Um, it's just, there's so much competition for visibility. Hmm. So it's great to have hmm. the publisher handle that for you. When you were doing indie though, you were, you were, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work mm -hmm. on the business end, mm -hmm. but you were producing a lot of books. I mean, I, I counted on your site. I'm like, oh my gosh, how prolific you must've been at that time. Uh, yeah, I, I think I was, although there are some authors that are even more prolific and I don't, I don't know how they do it, but, um, yes, for a while it was because, you know, I got, I got the Delta series done and then I got the Lucy series done and, you know, being an indie, it's that first book free, which is not my favorite thing, but at the time it made all the difference. And then you get a book bub ad and it goes out to their hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And then people start buying through the series and, you know, you're making much more royalty than you would with a publisher. Um, so it was. But you've got to write more, yes, I guess. I mean, yeah, it, that's where it got to the point. And, and 
you know, I was getting burned out, I think. And then mm-hmm. dealing with my mom and all that sort of thing, it just sort of, um, shut Sounds me off consuming. for a while. Yeah. yeah. So would you, when you were yeah. publishing that way, you would really think in terms of a series then, you know, if they, if like, yeah. the, cause idea is to catch somebody with that first book free. Right. But then they, then you have to have things that they want to buy ready to go. Right. Is right. that all that? Wow. Right. And, and, you know, a good strategy now, as far as I know, is to kind of wait until you have three or four books done and ready to go. And oh then, gosh. yeah. And then put one up and then in, in two to three weeks, another, and then go that way. Yeah, That's crazy. Because, you know, there's oh Amazon's gosh. got their algorithms and now it's mm-hmm. the AMS ads and it's just, I mean, I, and not to knock Amazon because, you know, we wouldn't be here without them, but right. it's, it's, still it's a very lot of difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult. And for me, figuring out the ads and all of that and worrying about the marketing, just kind of, like I said, sucked the creativity right out of me. You know, Stacey, right. we hear so much from authors how reviews matter, right? So much because that helps get that algorithm. Mm-hmm. On, on Amazon. Can you talk about that? So people, so re- listeners understand why that is such an important thing. Well, um, Amazon changes their algorithms all the time, but I do believe it's basically they reward your success and you know, they, they, how many reviews you have goes into the ranking and can mm-hmm. help with your visibility. Um, and also you know, word of mouth really does sell books. And, you know, if you think about it, if you're, if you're browsing thrillers and you've, or whatever genre, and one Mm -hmm. book's got 10 reviews and the other book has 150 reviews, most people are going to go with the one with more books. So it's just really important, you know, for visibility. And I guess it's from our egos too. I mean, you know, we need, (laughs) yeah. Should not read your reviews. Because there's, uh, Never read there's your only reviews. so much wine. And so you need exactly. those reviews. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, shout out to all your readers. And Christy and I will both write and read. Because this is a great read. Yeah, I just really, put a review you. on Amazon yeah. today, yeah. I believe. And it, because I actually found your book on NetGalley right. and was like, oh, this looks like something I'd like. You know, I'm going to, because that's kind of how mm-hmm. we scout out sometimes to find people that we want to mm-hmm. talk with. And I was like, Kathy, you're going to love yeah, this book. She's like, it's you right know? in your neighborhood. And I and then I, and I found it fascinating because I immediately got an email from mm-hmm. Book Couture and I, I thought this is really okay. smart because they talked about it. They said, if you're writing a blog or you have something, you know, let us know. And so they were really into that. And I was like, that's a good Yeah, publisher. they do. They, they're very <laughs> good with the marketing and the PR. And, and they just, like I said, they kind of have their hands everywhere they need to be. Um, and NetGalley is awesome mm-hmm. as it costs money. And as an indie, I was always kind of on the fence. I did a couple co-ops where you know, I shared with some people and I Mm -hmm. just never got that many reviews. So I've been shocked at how many, because I think it ended up with like 168 reviews on NetGalley. And yeah, and I think most of them have now been posted. And and that's huge to have over 100 reviews on Amazon in the first week is huge for visibility. Because when I went on today, it was over 100. I I know. I was shocked. (laughs) I've been shocked the whole week. Uh, The other part of my life is uh, business world. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think more and more 
the creative world of writing and other creative endeavors and the business it's you can't ignore you can't ignore the realities of you can't just say i'm just gonna write no <laughs> you know? can't, it's just no and it's um you know, it's a strange thing to require both of people mm -hmm. because not many people i think are great creatively and in the business mind at least that's been my experience and, but i i still think you must write a lot because i can't even imagine writing so i mean how many books a year would you write at a point you're um, writing what i think every three four or, four or something i'm like back then ah. um it's been a little different this time around and part of it's me part of it's covid mm -hmm. i'm trying to slow down some uh, do you have like a set routine like are you a routine person or how did you do that like what worked i'm a routine person in my mind like i like to know what i'm gonna do <laughs> and it never really works out because like um i notoriously i hate rough drafts i hate the first draft and i i put it off and i whine and i change the plot and go back and forth and i inevitably come down to the wire and i end up writing like 20 or thirty thousand words in a week um and you know i say i'm never going to do this again but i because i figured out how to plot i really i really know what i'm doing now and then it happens all over again the next book <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it takes a lot of self-discipline and i guess sometimes I struggle with that too because you know your home it's it's been better actually well don't beat yourself up because we've interviewed a lot of authors and i can tell you you're very really? prolific <laughs> in a very short period of time and it's quality because at least the ones we've read because you know most of yeah. the time it's i mean it might take years oh, yeah. for somebody to write a novel right. you know and and there's nothing wrong with that it, i think it's a different process and i think the first one's always the hardest because yes. you and, know um so that takes the longest and you improve but... too like i mean the editing mm -hmm. with book couture was has been so good but i've also you know improved as an author a lot from 2012 when i wrote tin god and so it's it's kind of cool to see the progression but then also you're like man i hope readers don't go back and read those early books and like <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's like us with the podcast. Oh, don't yeah. read, well, oh, watch the yeah. first one <laughs> or listen to the first one. We didn't have a thank you know, God. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think those first few episodes got lost. I'm not sure what happened to them. <laughs> it would be stressful. No, like, I don't know. They were fun, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's hard to do that. It, it, it's hard to just start and know that yeah. you're going to get better and someday you'll look back, you know? Yeah. But, but man, I'm so yeah. glad you did because this is a really riveting page churning i like to go to bed early stacy oh, and this did not want me oh. to go to bed early <laughs> yay i'm an insomniac oh. so that yeah. got finished yeah, in yeah a day stacy has a whole there. different reading routine than i do i like to go to bed about 9 30 <laughs> at night and wake up very very early chrissy just mm. reads all night long it seems like yeah. so but um this is really a good and i really did love this protagonist i'm anxious good. to see what's next for nikki hunt i really am good yeah me too me too. I'm glad that it's coming out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had uh, initially, I think they'd initially said March, but then uh, once she got the first draft at the end of September, which I thought was terrible and I thought it was a mess and all that, and she loved it. So we're able to move it up a little bit. Um, wow. So, yeah. 
Well, that's because you're used to the indie where you were working really, really pro right. prolifically putting them out. Um, but we're kind of used to having to right. wait a whole right. year. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm excited that we don't have to wait. <laughs> we are all a little bit short-sighted sometimes and we get impatient. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, especially yep. when you find an author or series you like. Because for me, right. I'm very picky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know. When you run out of that series, you it's hard to wait for more. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Well, Stacy, it has been wonderful talking with you. We could do the wine and conversation all day, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we probably could. <laughs> we have one final okay. question that she's we, like, I gotta take a drink. Uh, we, yeah. We always we always ask this of our authors. It appear it, it appeases our um, mysterious foodies mm -hmm. out there. That's what we call our listeners. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> which of your characters would you like to share a meal with, and what would it be? Mm. I would say probably Nikki, and probably a big like full course Italian meal. Ooh. Like all the nice. my close friends in Minneapolis are. They're Christine's Italian, her mom's Italian, they're fabulous cooks. So I've been spoiled that way. So mm. yeah, I, anything Italian, I'm always up for. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. that sounds really yeah. good. It sounds great. I'm like, oh, an Italian restaurant. What I can picture it too yeah. in that snowy northern Minnesota yeah. or Minnesota and then warm yeah. Italian food and mm. garlic. Sounds yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, Stacy, if, um, if, and when our listeners want to learn more about you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, well, I do have my website, which is stacygreenauthor.com. Um, also my Facebook, that's probably like where I'm most active. Okay. Uh, and it's Stacy Green Author. And I also have Instagram and it's, I think it's Stacy Green 26 on there or Stacy Green Author. So pretty. <laughs> well, and for yeah. everybody out there, it's Stacy Green, just yes. like it sounds. No yeah. extra, no extra letters. Yeah, no extra <laughs> letters. My married name is actually Wissanand, which is what was up there. We saw that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why um, I, it wouldn't fit on the spine of the book. So I went with my maiden name. Probably wise. Yeah. Great, great. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And And if you like page turning mm. thrillers with smart female protagonists, um, then you're jumping in on the first of the series here with Girls in the Snow. So just go out yes. and get it yes. and read it. We guarantee you'll this like it. This has been it. such a fun conversation, Stacey. Yes, Thanks so much. Thank you so yes. much for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Thanks for joining us on today's adventure. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter or enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. Cheers.